Welcome everybody back to the Scumtown Podcast. I'm your host, Scumbag Vinny Beetle. Today we have a very special guest for you guys, and we have a great show lined up. Uh, it's been a little bit of time since I've recorded a podcast. I know I've been throwing you guys off saying that I'm going to be leaving the show or bringing new guests in or I'm talking about starting new seasons even though there's only been a few episodes. I'm just messing with your guys' heads because let's be honest, this is a pretty shitty podcast. You know, you guys only listen to it because you like me or you hate me. And I'll be honest, at the end of the day, uh, what's important is that you keep listening. And so I'm trying to deliver more content, better content. Uh, you guys could support this piece of shit podcast and me as a scumbag by going to www.patreon.com slash scumtown. And if you join our Patreon, you're going to get bonus content and podcasts you've never heard before heard on the show on there. And I do thank you, every one of you who have listened to the podcast and continue to. Uh, and, and hopefully if you guys go on there and subscribe to Patreon, then I will be able to stop doing my scumbag acts and I can just retire into a nice living of getting a piece of the Cumtown pie. But let's get to our guest today, folks. We have a special guest. This guy is a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian from Gainesville, Florida area. He recently has won the Portland Comedy Festival in 2020. He recently just toured uh, with Jay Muse and is still on a tour with Jay Muse from Clerks and and other movies like Zack and Mary Make a Porno and things like that. This dude is 32 years old, and he is the self-proclaimed captain of autism. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, AJ Wilkerson. Welcome to Scumtown, my friend. And an what official up, intro. Buddy. Yeah, good. Welcome, Scumtownies? Was that, that what we uh, scum Scumtownians. Um, right now, we don't have a huge base of people in a one area so we have like 30 listeners in like a hundred different places you know? hell yeah uh but you well know, you're all scum townies now yeah all i right. like i like to just think of them as people who uh believe in the anti-hero so the tony yes. soprano fans of the world the you know the joker fans the people who love the guy who does wrong and that's why they've supported me because they believe that that's who I am. But I'm on a new, I'm turning a new leaf, man. Hell yeah. I'm turning a new leaf and the scumbag stuff is going to be, at, you know what's cool is when you get a good opportunity and you start making good money, you don't need to do that shit for a while. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say I'm never going to do scumbag stuff again. Yeah. And hopefully it can just live off the stories. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, there's no rule against like growing and changing as a person. Like you can always change and be different. You know? Right. Like but, unless you're autistic, but, that shit's forever. Is you it know? forever? Yeah. Oh yeah. There it is not a curable thing. Uh, so if you have like an autistic family member, uh, stop trying to cure us. Uh, <laughs> so you you found out we were talking a little before the show, and you found out you were autistic two years ago. Yeah, man. So I got diagnosed at 30. You got diagnosed at 30. 30 years old and being diagnosed with autism. What if, I'm turning 30 next month. You got me nervous about turning 30. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Am I retarded at 30? Is that what's going to happen? Oh, no, no. If you, if basically, it, like, it's it's something you're born with, you know? So if you weren't already, which, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, that's the bigger question is, are you already autistic? Uh, you know, but no, there are a lot of people that, that are undiagnosed. I mean, there's people that self-diagnose, but yeah, I just grew up in like a smaller town and there wasn't a lot of resources for it. And like, 
I was born in 88, so the year I was born was the year Asperger's became like a diagnosable condition. Really? So it was just, it was already still new. People didn't know a lot about it. And uh, there's so many different ways autism can take shape. Like, every person with autism is different, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys are like Asian people. Like, you're all the same, but you're all yeah. different. And exactly. that people need to understand that you can't just, like, assume you're all the same. Yeah. Just because, you know, you got this thing about you. Now, Town fans, <clears throat> for the most part, have this ongoing joke that they're all autistic, you know. Which they probably are. Oh, probably yeah. not a joke at so all. So you guys bought Dogecoin and, and, and fucking Wall Street bets stocks, too. Well, yeah. I mean, the cool thing is this is a mixed audience. So I don't even know how many Town fans listen to the show. I know a lot of people that listen to my show are Bam Margera fans as Hell well. Yeah. So I don't think anybody that listens likes me is more importantly. I think they just listen because of the people I've met or something like that. Oh, which cool. is fine with me. You know? yeah. But no, I have a great support system of people on the show. The cool thing is about my situation, AJ, is that I, I see now that when you become one of the most hated people in, in the community of comedy or entertainment, you only have up to go from there. And a lot yeah. of people know about you at that point. Yeah, like once you're like once you're one thing, you're there's always time like room for the redemption story. Of course. You know? And actually, you know, I've had a few redemption arcs, but the thing about it is because I'm only like 29, like my story's constantly evolving, you know. So, there's going to be I think it's just like Dude, if people can love Tanya Harding again, they can love you again. Yeah. You're way more lovable than that bitch. <laughs> it's yet to be seen. <laughs> That's yet to be seen. But AJ, you and I met, uh, we did some comedy shows in Orlando when I first moved down here to Disney World, and uh, you're a very funny comic, dude, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, so what so, so what was it like to win the, 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 the COVID Portland Comedy Festival? It, I mean, it was weird. Like, it was cool, like, it just in a different way. Like, you know, like, you picture, like, a comedy festival, you picture, like, you know, like, winning in front of like a huge audience and stuff but because it was covid like there wasn't like it wasn't even like a zoom show audience you know it was like you submitted you submitted like a set tape like a set video right and then like just like they have a long panelist the video? of judges uh, like 7 minutes okay yeah so you submit a 7 minute video and then they have their panel of like judges and industry people pick the winner and that's how it happened yeah. so you got picked by some pretty important people to win it are you, do yeah. you say that? Do you explain it the way it is because you catch flack from comedians because it was during the COVID? It's like the way it happened, or no, do you just feel that way? About I it? feel that way about it because I'm like a comedy purist, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like ever since I started doing it, like I was always like a student of comedy. Like it was my favorite thing in the world was you know stand up specials and listening to albums and and that kind of stuff. You're just a big comedy fan. Yeah, it was just something I never thought I'd be able to do. You right, know, like right. I, so I was only a fan until it got I, until after I got diagnosed. So where were you when you found out you were uh, the winner? Were you in your van? Because you live in your van. If the listeners, I I do. I live in my van full time now. Um, at the time, I think I was at uh, I think I was at a show. I was at a show. Um, I was at a show because I had, I had to like uh, live stream in for like the like the final show. So like basically they had already picked the winner. Then we did like a Zoom show at the end, and then they announced the winner. You know. Um, so I did the Zoom show. Then they told it like they told us that I won and then I went like I walked out of there because I was doing a zoom show from the green room walked out of there and went and did a live show really yeah living that life 
chasing after it, man. So what did you win? Did they give you a prize or anything like that? Yeah, there was like a cash prize, and then I won like a one-year management deal uh, with an agency and uh, uh, like uh, gigs and stuff. So, so what? And when they when? <laughs> so it sounds like a scumbag mini contest to me, to be honest with you. Uh, when they say they give you a one-year management deal, did they give you like a contract to read over or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've got a contract to read over. So basically at the time that I won, they're like, hey, like basically you won the management deal, but it's COVID, like nothing's open. We're, we're like, we, we're not booking stuff for people. So we're not going to start your contract yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but my contract, they just sent it to me like last week and they're getting ready to start. So I've got the contract. I just haven't signed it. Does it say it like they're going to, like they're going to do things for you or that you have to like have sex with like old men? or something no 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 no. they try to keep that kind of stuff off the paperwork that's yeah. more like the handshake deal so i already sucked like the dicks i have okay to, you know yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah so um, you made boo has by the way you'd be surprised like i don't know how but dog the bounty hunter has connections does he really uh, yeah so how, what he's that one of those guys really he's one of those guys you have to suck off oh yeah like if you want to work in reality <laughs> tv you have to blow dogs really yeah like he's one of those behind the scenes guys you know so in my world, you have to blow Bam Margera, so that's pretty cool. In your world, it's Dog the Bounty Hunter. Not, in, could... not in my world, just in the world of reality TV. Like, anyone with a reality TV show has seen Dog's So dance. you're saying that even though I've been forced to do these things with Bam, now I have to do them with Dog as well if I want to be in reality television? Yes. Yeah. Does he even, like... It, 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 <coughs> it, you have to suck on some dog dick, you know? Like... And it even looks like a lip, like lipstick. Like he looks like a, a wrestler from the '80s, right? He does kind of, yeah. Like I don't want to blow the intercontinental. He looks like, yeah. Movie. He looks like Nacho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> he looks like Macho Man Randy Savage if he got high on meth with Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he looks like Tiger King, not pre meth, but early meth. He looks like Tiger King <laughs> if he just like worked out with Arnold Schwarzenegger a few days a week. <laughs> yeah, he just like got tips from him. On like, the yeah, he looks like if the he looks like if the Tiger King was like a Hollywood stuntman. Oh my god, he he does look like he was in a band back. He looks like Brett Michaels if he just got jacked. <laughs> What's that guy in like Poison or something? <laughs> he just looks like a guy. I don't know. He just he has the he looks hair like, of a he, he looks like he looks like Ted Nugent. Got like started hitting the gym and was like, yeah, I, I'm like I'm a hunter now. I hunt people, you know. So how did you uh, meet Jay Muse? Because you did you did tour with the man recently, and you're still on a tour with him. Yeah, so tell so us about I'm his, that. Uh, I'm his touring feature act. Now. That's great. Um, so during COVID, I converted a van into a camper and like just went to all of the cities that were open and I could do comedy. So I went to like Austin and quarantined myself, and then. Did shows and then went to my next city, quarantined myself, then did shows, so on and so forth. So I went to like Austin, Texas, Colorado Springs, Kansas City, Nashville. Um, but when I was in Kansas City the first time, I met the club owner for the, the comedy club of Kansas City. Um, and then when I got home from that trip, like maybe a month later, um, the comedy club posted a contest like to open for Jason Muse. So I, I, I submitted for the contest, like I sent him video and I was like, hey, I'd love to come do this. And the club owner remembered that I was from Florida. So he messaged me. He's like, dude, do you want to drive from Florida for like a chance to open for a guy? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, come on. So I went to the contest and then I won. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so How I many won. comedians were in the contest? Uh, Ten. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So I won. And guys that are like working in that area for a while are like, dude. The there fuck were is people. There was a guy there from like Arkansas. There was a girl from that had driven from Tennessee. And it was like, te- it was an uh, <clears throat> opportunity to open for him. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, so I won that, and then went back to Florida. Drove back to Kansas City a month later. So at this point, I've done like twenty eight hundred miles round trip twice. Wow. Um, but so I went back to open for him and it was a one night, like he was there for the whole weekend, but like it was, you could, you could basically it was one night opening spot. Um, but that one night I did a Thursday because I was booked to do like a guest spot in Orlando on Saturday. So I was like, I got to make it back to that. Um, but it went so well, like I came off stage, uh, and went back through the doorway that leads to the green room and his Jay's road manager was right there. He's like, Hey, that was really funny. Jay liked you, wants to bring you on the road. And then Jay stuck his head out of the green room. He's like, Hey bros, can you get on planes and shit? You know? And, uh, my Apple, my, I record all my audio for my sets with my Apple watch. So I got like a clear audio recording. That's a great story by the way. Yeah. Well, my watch was still recording. So I have that whole conversation, that, that whole sequence. Like you hear me tell the audience good night, get off the stage, go through the doorway. And then you hear Jay's manager start talking to me. And then you hear Jay like yelling down the hallway at me. Yeah. So I have like that audio recording of just that moment. Like, so you went back in your van and jerked off to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) So Jay's new to stand up himself and he sees a kid go up there and kill it. And he's like, I want this guy around me. It's good to have him around me. Uh, have they decided to start paying you yet? Or is that something you got to hustle for? No, no, no. I, I get paid. I'm, I'm part of his rider now. That's part of his contract. That's great. Yeah, man. You're covered when you go. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, when he first offered to bring me on the road, like I was like, you know, that's awesome. And I, I kind of like, I don't know. I figured in my head, I didn't want to like oversell it. So I was like, you know, it might be like a couple of shows or something. And then, uh, no, he's like, you're good. You're good to go. Yeah, no, when his, when his manage, when his manager and stuff emailed me and we started talking, uh, they were like, oh, by the way, like, um, we're, we'd like to use you at least through the end of the year. That's great. So, yeah. So, that's great. Yeah. You have shows now where, where would you like to plug? Where are you going with him next? Um, we just had Portland rescheduled. So, we've had a bunch of, that's been kind of the difficult part right now is, a lot Getting of the shows in the that, gigs with COVID going on. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like a lot of the shows are still being pushed back and rescheduled, just kind of waiting for COVID to end. So yeah. right now our next date is uh, Spokane, Washington. Um, Spokane and Tacoma. And they could probably just go to his website, right? Jmuse.com or. Uh, they can go to Jmuse.com. Uh, they can um, go to his Jmuse uh, like Facebook page. All of his events and stuff are on there. Uh, June 3rd through 5th. That's We're great. doing Spokane, Spokane and Tacoma. And Tacoma. So June 3rd through 5th, go check out AJ Wilkerson opening for Jay Muse, who's been in Clerks and all these other movies. Yeah, AJ, that's Jay awesome. Silent Bob. Yeah, man. and you know yeah. what, guys? If you want to see him this weekend and you're in Orlando, Florida, he's going to be with me at the Castle Hotel yes. doing shows. Uh, you can go get tickets at laughhard.com, L A F F hard.com. We're doing shows on Friday, March 26th, 8 and 10 p.m. We're doing shows on Saturday, 8 and 10 p.m., and we just added a Sunday show that AJ's going to be a part of that we're going to do at 9 p.m. So come on down to Orlando, International Drive. Come see us do our thing. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a show that we bring in Andre Kim from the In Godfrey We Trust podcast on Gas Digital. We have Rodney Norman coming into town who uh, has two comedy specials now on YouTube for Dry Bar. You can go check that out. And you got me, you know, and and that's all you need. But we got a bunch of special (laughs) guests, and 
tons of people coming through to to celebrate with us, man, and, and the opening of this new comedy spot. It's gonna Hell be great, yeah. dude. It like so the hotel is an actual castle. Yeah, like, we talked about this a little bit. Like it's it, it's built like an actual castle, and there are like these rooftop patios where you can go up on the parapet. So if you guys come out to the show, I promise I will be up there yelling Monty Python shit at you. <laughs> so like and I we might, on and, you. And as the weather gets better, we'll do shows up there too. We're gonna use the venue as much as as they'll let us, and and it's gonna be you know great. I think for us to have a home base to do stand up, and I think. Uh, you know, we might even be seeing more AJ on the road with the Viva La Beetle tour we have coming up this year in 2021. So, you have won the Portland Comedy Festival. You're opening for J Muse. Things are yeah, going man. well for you, but it's a grind, and you're living in your van, and yeah, that's a thing that you know those times get hard, and you pushing yourself, I'm sure, mentally to get through those things. What uh, what do you do to do that? Do you have any kind of hobbies or anything you do, or do you just stay focused on it, you know your material um, and that kind of stuff? I'm mostly just on the material, like uh, like in the van, like I'm either writing, like I watch I watch TV on my iPad and stuff, and like keep track of you know all of the cool shows and shit. Current events, yeah, stuff. current events. Get a little um, break time watching TV. And stuff yeah, like that. but mostly it's it's you know editing videos from shows. It's uh, you know thinking up ideas like for social media and content stuff and working on material and yeah uh, and just a fuck ton of driving <laughs> yeah it is but like you gotta a, love the freedom right oh yeah the freedom's gotta be good and you get you probably get to eat a lot of good food on the road dude so many cool spots and yeah. so many fun places uh What's yeah, one dude. of the coolest places you've got? Like a cool place you've 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 ate at on the road? Where where did you? Um, so I just we I went, just went with Jay. I just got back to Florida. We went and did shows in New Jersey, and uh, they did like the uh, the grand opening of the new location of the Secret Stash, like mm -hmm. Jay and Silent Bob's Secret yeah, Stash, yeah. you know, with Kevin Smith. And um, so while we were up there, I got to like go into New York City, and like even though it's kind of dead right now because of COVID, like I. I went and did all like the touristy shit. And Were there people walking around? The oh place? yeah, yeah. There's still people walking around. Just it's not how it used to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. It's like going to like Universal or Disney right now. Like no, the okay. crowds just aren't the same. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But uh, so it's kind of like that. But uh, like I, w I walked down like Park Avenue and got like like authentic New York pizza, like famous Rays and that's stuff. Great. So yeah. So that's been like my favorite one so far, just because it was like a monumental kind of. And like, have you done stand up in New York? Yeah, I did stand up. Well, basically, right right across the bridge, we did New Jersey. We did bananas. Oh, and, bananas! Uh, yeah, we did yeah, the I bananas in Hasbrook Heights. Yeah, that's cool. So, well, if he um, wants any gigs up there now, I, we know a lot of places. Like that's where I'm from. You know, like places up there, they're they're doing shows now. You know, so COVID is getting to that point up in the Northeast where shows in Boston, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, they're happening. Yeah, clubs well, and, and that stuff. that's been the, that was the hard part about New York City was like I wanted to do like a New York City mic. You know. Yeah. But everything's closed because of COVID, and the only shows running are like illegal shows, and the only people well, going if, up are basically if, if you want to take the trip you know? with us, uh, and I'll give you the schedule. We're making a trip up north to go do shows in New York, and and we have a uh, we have a show we're doing, and you guys can go to laughhard.com and get tickets to that as well. On four twenty, we're doing a show with talent from Death Comedy Jam. Yeah. Uh, it's in Summers, New York, so it's like a little suburb Yonkers area. It's like Westchester, New York. It's outside of the city. But it's, you know, it's a nice place. So, guys, I got a lot of shit coming up. And <laughs> you guys are going to be you – know, the thing is, is when I'm not doing nothing, there's a podcast once every six months. When I start doing shows, you know this is basically like going to be an infomercial for people. You know what I mean? 
to just kind of check in on us and know where we're at, what we're doing, and who we're meeting, and who's getting a part of what we're doing. You know, so as far as as is your comedy, I remember when I first seen you, and where I, and and even just the second or third time I seen you perform, you've always done well, but you improved so very quickly. So I can tell you're putting a lot of time into it. You know, behind the scenes. Yeah, man, and that's like basically. I mean, that's how I got to where I'm at like so quickly. You know, like because I've only been doing stand up for two years, and for most people, they're like, oh, that's really fast for this all to be happening. But I had somebody like pretty early on tell me like you can skip you like you can make up a lot of time by just writing, right. like just writing a lot. And so I, I started writing a lot, and I start like started figuring out like my style and like figuring out my voice wasn't like super hard for me because like I had I've always been like the funny one, like in my family and like in, in you know that kind of stuff. So it was just like figuring out like ways to open up to more people because I've always been kind of. Like I'm not good. I wasn't good socially. Yeah. As much. Um. So it's just figuring out like, okay, how do I go up and do this like, and just be like a more authentic version of myself. And so I like, I therapy and stuff like that. I'd started figuring out like how to stop like uh like masking like my, like autistic traits. So I just right. basically like, when I go on stage like the camouflage comes off, you know. Yeah. So it's I I like I'm. I'm these like, superhero I, references are just yeah. unreal. And then and then you work with the uh, Jay Muse who's so into the Stan Lee you yeah. know community. So I mean, do you well, have that, like a connection to the superhero community? Are you a big fan of like No, it, stuff? it's more tongue in cheek because like there's so many, like when you get diagnosed like you're so just many like people, it's like I'm just gay. I'm not just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> no, like <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You're just like, dude, I'm just I'm just yeah. gay and like, uh, fuck yeah, paint the rainbow. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, it's it's uh, it, it was more of like a tongue in cheek thing, like because like a part of like I have these jokes about being Captain Autism, and I talk about like how it became, like how I how like what, not how it became, but, like, <laughs> how, like how I got diagnosed and things yeah. like that. But like it was, it came from like so many people referencing like, oh, you're autistic, like oh, that's like your superpower, and that's like a like a it was it, that's technically like a derogatory thing in yeah. like the autism communities. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So I kind of took that mantle on and like part of my jokes like when I tell when I it's tell irony. these jokes. It's irony. Yeah, like part of one of the one of the things I say on stage is like we have to as a as like a society we have to stop referring to autism like it's superpowers because very rarely do autistic people have superpowers. I see. You know? So and do some autistic people <clears throat> have superpowers? Uh, when when we say superpowers, it's like the people that have like um like savant level skills mm-hmm. because of you know like somebody might be autistic but they they're literally like a world class piano player or chess ch- chess champion or you're or, just gonna be the best comedian in the world at some point. Uh, Is maybe, it because you, you guys know? focus in on shit? So kind of yeah. So that's that's the thing. So maybe like, I am autistic. So when I started like when I got into comedy and I started figuring it out, like I deep dove into comedy, like the architecture of jokes and like the blueprint. Or, oh, this is how you set up like a, a punchline and a setup and you know like di- deep diving into that kind of stuff and i love that so much so yeah in a way like uh, like comedy is my special interest you know like a lot of autistic people have like special interests and that's i wonder if like serial killers on. are autistic and they focus on i mean some people. some are but it, it, it's more generalized it's not just that. about like, focus on stuff yeah yeah, yeah. It, it exactly so like like there are autistic people who are like obsessed with like trains or robots or the <laughs> Arctic or penguins or you know whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. But for me, like I I've been bouncing around from like hobby to hobby trying to find whatever that thing and was for me, and it. comedy was it. 
like turns out I knew what it was. I just didn't think I had the skills to apply it to right. my life. Right. And then once I actually, well, after I got diagnosed, man, I started doing therapy. I got my medical marijuana card. I didn't used to be. But like a lot a, of people, as you can, as you can, as you yeah. can assume, would yeah, think like, I, I mean, have there been people that challenged you and been like, "You're not autistic. It's an act." Well, that that's because uh, we you started doing comedy yeah. when you were diagnosed with. So, adult autism. Yeah. So is we, it different? Can you call it adult autism, or it's just the same? It's it's the same. It's yeah. Just basically, you, had it and you didn't know exactly. Okay. Um, but uh, no, that's what, something we were talking about earlier about the whole like, are you faking it thing? One of the things Roy Wood said. Well, I, I did this Zoom workshop with him, and there was a Q and A. I love how he's like Malcolm X to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, he's amazing. Yeah. But you talk about him, you like quote him. You're like quoting him. Well, I, I quote him because he gave me like one of the most helpful, like some of the most helpful is he advice autistic? I've got. No, no, no. Oh, he just but, is a black guy that keeps it real. Yeah. Well, not just that, but like I almost felt like I needed permission to talk about it on mm-hmm. stage. You know what I mean? So I had autism jokes and things I wanted to talk about, but I didn't think I had like the like the right to say them yeah you know and so when i asked him like how he wrote material based around like sensitive topics and how he walked that line and told him i was autistic and he he just got excited so like he <laughs> gave me like i asked the question and he gave, he gave me you the confidence to go for it too exactly because he was he gave me like like um comedians to study he was like look study maria bamford study Mike Birbiglia. Right, right. Josh we did talk Blue. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, study these people and how they talk about their, like, what their, like, their conditions, their things like that. He's like, they talk about, they, like, their version of it. Like, you're blank. And he's like, so with you, he's like, as long as you're talking about your autism and not all autistic people, you know, like, that's how you're able to go to that well. It is and he's true. like, you have it this unlimited true. well of material. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, you're but gonna then, be autistic forever, yeah. too. And you're exactly. going to have new experiences at this autistic yes. guy. But then the thing he told me, going back to what you said about, like, you have people that are like, oh, are you like, – Have you had people you? like that? I've, I've had it one time. But he he gave me – like, basically gave me the piece of advice I needed for when it happened and, like, how to handle it. You're learning what he, from everything that happens. Yeah, because he said he, – basically he was like, you know, if I go on stage as a black comic and tell a black joke – People can see visually; they know immediately right away in their brains that I'm a black person. Right. They can tell he can say this joke. Right. Oh, that guy's with, black. Look. Exactly. With autism, not they, there's no one definition of it. Most people only know autism as like the per, the autistic person they know, or not at all, or not at all. So they a just lot have, of people think it's retarded, like you're retarded. Exactly. So people. I'm have sorry. Their, I'm just no, saying. no, no, no. You're right. Like Italians, where I grew up, if they hear you're like, so you want me to just give you a funny like. So I, I grew up uh, in East Haven, Connecticut. It's all, like, Italians. And if you're not Italian, you just pretend you are, you know? And, like, they had this comedy club in New Haven called Joker's Wilds for years. And it was a club that, like, a lot of Italians hung out at. And everybody went there. But, you know, it was an Italian, like, owned place and this and that. They had dice there before and shit. And I got offered to be on a gig some years ago uh, for an autism fundraiser. Because a kid had autism. And... <laughs> I don't mean to joke about it, but the show was great and it sold out. People were there supporting it. They raised a ton of money for it. But all these Italians are like thinking they're raising money for this retarded kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all in there. And I'm like, I'm like not I'm like joking about it and then I'm like backing off on stage. And like I swear, 
now that I know this whole time. Great, I just, just Joey Diaz. <laughs> just like 40 Joey Diaz. Yeah. Like, come on in. We're raising money for this retarded Yeah. And meanwhile, they're, they're like donating $3,200 to some mom who's like your mom. <laughs> and it's like you to buy a van to go around and open for JMU's or whatever. But it's like, no. That's what I'm saying. It's like, there is a misconception. Even people who want to help. Yeah. Because they don't know. They're exactly. just like, oh, I heard Billy's autistic. Let's go uh, donate a basket and watch yeah. the show, you know? And they're like, <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. So there needs they're to like, be they're like, like, he's autistic? What do you mean? He like flops around like a fish sometimes? <laughs> What's his deal, you know? This kid have like seizures or something? What's his deal, you know? He's not going to be there, yeah. is he? <laughs> like they just, it, like, that's what, and that's what it is. Like autism for most people, it's just whatever they've made up in their head that autism is. Yeah. So when you don't meet whatever that thing they made up is, they're like, wait a second, what is this? Well, when you I know? first, uh, so when I first went on Come Town, uh, I was voted the worst guest ever the first time I was on. It's over 100,000 views on YouTube now, the worst guest, Vinny Beetle. But then I went back on for my redemption episode, and I got some redemption. And at that point, though, there was some fans that were mad at me, and then there was a bun- bunch of fans that were fake mad at me. It was like the thing to do. Well, I, I posted up on Reddit one day, and I was like, I performed raising money for autistic people once. Why are you so mad at me? Because a lot of them are autistic. And they're like, you idiot. We know you're one of those Italians who thinks we're retarded. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they, it's true, dude. Like, and then I'm like, you don't even know if I'm one of you yet. And I didn't even know you could get diagnosed at your age. So now you never know, man. I could exactly. be, dude. I can just be addicted to fucking up in life. Who knows? You know what I mean? Dude, Dan Aykroyd's autistic. Is he really? Yeah. So yeah, a lot dude, of people there's suspect, a sure shot I am. A lot of people suspect what would Elon do, Musk is. What would you do if most of the population was in some form? What if there was 10 different forms of autism or levels of it? And like, you know, I know you're born with it, but maybe you're born with like stronger genes. Well, that, that's one of the arguments about autism. Like, that's one of the theories is that like tip, a typical neuro, like neurotypical person, like their neurodiversity falls across this line. And the autism spectrum, like, is basically just the outside of the line. Like, right. basically, we are the outliers of what a neurotypical brain is. Right. So, by that definition, so everyone is on the spectrum. I We're see. just on a different frequency. I see. You know? So, that's so we could change one way of looking at it. to the United States of autism. Yeah. We really could. I mean, it, it's probably, like, the American fast food diet that did it. So, I mean, let's be honest. It's probably uh, – we pro- there are so, probably so more autistic people Do you people think somebody could be develop world. into some type of autism? Yeah. <laughs> like a normal person could end up being – Well, no. So what it is – Can is, you fake it till you make it? No. Well, kind of, but in reverse. So that's what typically happens is an autistic person, like, with a, a relatively high, like normal to higher than normal IQ – as we grow up, we just develop our own coping mechanisms to fit into society. Mm. So we mask, we mirror other people, like we can force and make eye contact somewhere. So if I piss you off because I'm an Italian that like doesn't know what an autistic person is, you might go home and be like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> you might just go be like, forget about no, it in the mirror like, and I'm, shit. I'm not really one of the, like, I'm, I'm not really one of those people that gets offended by shit. I'm also like, stupid, you know? and I think that mirroring me means you go home and talk in a mirror with me. <laughs> no, mirroring just means, like, if you're smiling when you're talking oh, okay. to me, I'm smiling back oh, at you. I so, see. like, I'm mirroring your expressions and body language type I of stuff. I might just be retarded. Yeah. <laughs> I might just be retarded and not, you yeah. know. But, no, so that's how I ended up realizing, like, hey, something's different. Like, I'd been diagnosed with, like, other things. Like, they're like, oh, you just ha- you have, like, anxiety. You have depression. You might have, like, ADD. But 
it was, you know, more. They're like, dude, you're fucked up. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you're fucked up, but they just didn't know what the. Is there any medication for it, or is it just kind of like you got to fucking deal with it, bro? Weed. Weed. No, no, no. I mean, I was literally prescribed weed. Yeah, right. Cool. So, fuck yeah, you know, you're winning. Yeah, because that's like the other, like they can die, like prescribe like Adderall and things like that. PTSD is the number one thing that number one military people get their benefits for, and number two, it's the number one thing you get like prescribed weed for. Autism might be the new thing people fake. They might fake it. It's well, one, it's hard to fake, but two, it's so hard to get diagnosed as an adult. Mm. That like it's it's more hassle than it's worth trying to fake. Right. Like, like why am I know? trying to find an angle at being autistic? Uh, yeah. Like that's what's gonna make me. Need to, I'm trying no, no, to no, find like, like like it's so basically like to get diagnosed. I was living in Fort Myers when I first like found out that I might be autistic. Mm. I had to move back to like the Gainesville area where my family is from because the only place in the state that anyone could recommend me for to get like to find to figure out about a diagnosis was the University of Florida. So there, I, I went for my observation appointment and stuff to the Center for Autism and Related Disabilities, and it's like a three-hour observation appointment where they just talk to you, they have a conversation, they make notes the whole time and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And 10 minutes into that interview, he just stopped the conversation. He's like, so just so you know, he's like, we're going to continue and finish everything and talk about everything. He's like, but you're definitely, you're definitely autistic. <laughs> and I was like, how can you tell? He's like, well, I, I use like based on all of their stuff that they do. He's like, I, I dropped like these conversation cues that like a neurotypical person, like when you're making small talk kind of things. Right. So if somebody's like, oh, where are you from? And you tell them like, typically most people are like, oh, what about you? Or something like that. So that's like a conversational cue type of thing. It's like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from I'm from here. Where are you from? Right. Um, and then like things like that. And like basically he had dropped 10 of these different like cues and I'd missed all of them. <laughs> I just blew the fuck past them, you know. And he's like that. He's like, that's a pretty good indicator normally. Uh, and so then we, we just kept going through everything. And so the by, basically by the end of the observation appointment, it was it was less of like him observing me, and it was more of him being like, "So this, do you do this? Yes, I knew. Now, it. Because, like you do this as well, right? You because know? you're like normal <laughs> to like, uh, and I keep saying stupid Italian because that's what I am. But it, because you're normal in a, in my eyes to me, and what I was raised to know, are there other stupid people like me that are like, dude, am I autistic? Like, no, that happens all the time. It does. Yeah, all the time. It's it's one of those things because like they're like they're and it's not like being like Native a, American. Like, do they ask you if there's any money you can get for being that or anything? No, like I it's like like a, <laughs> like, like, like is there like a scholarship <laughs> or something? You know, like a like, like a big, you get casinos. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, more of like a class action lawsuit, like an asbestos thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like no, not you get yet, called like fucking yet, some lawyer just, up and yeah, not yet, but that's just because they haven't been able to like pinpoint a thing that causes that causes it. it. Like, I ha- I have jokes about like that. You like you said, if it's McDonald's, yeah, it could be like yeah. I ate McDonald's for a long time. Yeah. I'm retarded. Yeah, now like, too. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like twenty years from now, we might be seeing those commercials. Like, did your mother eat at Taco Bell while she was <laughs> pregnant with you? Are you autistic now? Call this number below for compensation. Yeah. You know, like, I want to be. That might eventually happen. See, I want to be the guy that is running the business that has those commercials. I want to be that guy. You want to be that ambulance <laughs> chaser type of attorney? <laughs> but you, dude, I already have the Cumtown community. I'll have such a wide audience base and these people will be like, maybe I should call. <laughs> but I'm in Discord. Are you on Discord at all? 
Not not a lot. So Discord is, is very big, yeah. and I have a group that like I'm in two different groups with thousands of people in them, and I go in these live chats, and there's like ten people, and there's a lot of autistic. They're legit, you know, they're legit, but they're good people, man. I like having them in my oh, life. Yeah. But one dude's addicted to meth, and he'll do meth for like four days, and uh, and then on the fifth day, his camera will be running all day, but he's sleeping like knock the fuck out because he's been up for four days on Discord the whole fucking time. And one day he's on Discord and he's like, I started talking about the Pokemon card craze with him. And there's 10 people listening and they love the scumbag mini stuff. And and he goes, I got Pokemon cards. And he's ripping through a binder and dude, there was like five Charizards in there. And the, I don't know if you know anything about these cards, but they're worth thousands of dollars yeah. now. And I'm now I'm like trying to get him to fucking sell me the cards. But every time I go on Discord, he's like in his fourth day of doing meth. So he's like, <laughs> I got to catch him, they say, on day one. If I can ever catch him on day one, he'll have the energy to go. Not the energy, but like the wherewithal to go and ship them to me. Right. Because he wants to sell them to me. But on day four, he's always like... Yeah, day four, the bender. Fucking Pokemon cards. He's like, by the way, I really want a puppy. So I told him I would would have one of my friends drive a puppy to his house in Jersey. (laughs) Like immediately, dude, just because I needed the Charizards, bro. So that's <laughs> you can't give that guy a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave a bag of food and shit, you know. He's gonna end up using that puppy as like a mule to carry drugs or something. <laughs> well, anyways, his name is Samir, and uh, shout out to Samir. Samir's man. gonna end up on a Greyhound with a dog, like trying to get across the Mexican border. Like, and, no, uh, I'm just taking my puppy so, to see so, the Aztec. So I also, they told me that if I uh, go on day one and hit him up, that he might forget the price I told him and I could go even cheaper. Uh, so I actually told him I'd give him two grand for the Pokemon cards because they're probably worth ten, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, let's do this deal. And uh, so he's like, there's another guy who inboxed me about buying them. But I inboxed him. It was me. Yeah. So then I inboxed him again and I said, no, you idiot. This is me while talking to him. And then he just got so confused that day the deal was off. It was like he didn't want to play games. Yeah. You know. I dabbled in the resale business for a little bit during COVID to stay afloat and just kind of keep my mind busy. And you meet a lot of weirdos, man. I almost fought an Indian guy right on my lawn. <laughs> Actually, I got I to gotta tell the truth. I, I almost I fought hope two it was Indian something guys. Like, like what two was different. it over? I got to know. All right. So the – there's two Please stories. One is like not interesting. All right. One, <laughs> one's not interesting. One, it's very interesting. So we have a community yard sale we do here, and I take advantage of it. I, I fill tons of shit in here, and then, you know, I have the sale, and I make a few grand. Well, there was, like, fucking ten people at my house at once, and this old man parked in, like, the middle of the road, this old white dude, which is retarded, but, like, whatever. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. But this Indian dude with his family, his wife and kid, and I say Indian – it could be any Middle Eastern guy, by the way. I don't know where he's from. I just say Indian. Let's just be, I'm racist, okay? <laughs> it's I just, you know, to me, it's funnier, too, if he's like an Indian scammer, like at home, he's at a call center or something. Oh my God. So he goes up to this 80-year-old man. He's like, you can't fucking park there. And he's screaming at this guy in my garage. So I just say, hey, man, we're going to have a good day today. You understand that? We're going to have a good day yeah. today. So Stop relax. fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just point at him. And just stop fucking this up, bro. And he just went DEFCON fucking six on me, dude. He just <laughs> was ready to fucking bang out. 
until I started putting my sneakers on on the lawn, and I'm fat as fuck, so I gotta sit on my ass to do that. So I'm sitting on my lawn, like, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> and, and he just got in his van and left with his kid. Well, then the second time it happened uh, is the same sale, and this other Indian guy came, and actually, he's not Indian at all. He is from, uh, he told me, South Africa. Okay. So, I don't really believe him, though, you know? He had, like, an Indian accent, right? Uh, so, for all intents and purposes, this guy was Indian, too, and he was just lying to me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But he came in, and he's asking about a Nintendo Wii I had. And I was like, he's like, uh, how much? I said, 150 And he goes, can I give you 100 And I'm still making money. I think I paid, like, 40 bucks for it. So, I'm like, why would I give it to you for 100 And he goes, I said, look at all these people here. You know, like, it's going to sell. You know, it's one of the things people want. And the guy's like, well, I won't, I'll give you 100 right now. And I said, okay. And there's a lot of people there. And he goes, if it doesn't work, can I bring it back? And that was so sketchy to me. We're at a garage sale. This isn't a fucking Best Buy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it just didn't make sense, you know? So I was like, I mean, I, also there's like a ton of people shopping. So I was like, hmm, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I said to the guy, I was like, you know what? I was like, let's test it now. And then he goes, all right, let's go in your house to your TV. And I'm like, no. I'm not going to let some fucking random Indian guy in my house, you know? So I plugged it in over there and it powered on. Look, it works. It's it. It's all you're getting. You want it for a hunt. You want a discount on it. And yeah. you want to break my fucking balls. Got to get the fuck out of here, you know? That's really how I was talking to him, too. And he's like, I'll take it. So I had to say on the next day as well. And I said to him before he left, I said, listen, I don't mean to be a racist piece of shit. But I know what you fucking Indian guys are doing. If you try to go into this thing, get any parts out of it, and then bring it back to me saying it doesn't work, I'll fucking, I'll fucking kill you, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of like, Yeah, if you're trying to fucking well, put I shouldn't have said it like that, but I didn't want you know. Me. Look, yeah. it got hostile really quick. <laughs> he gave me the hundred bucks, and he goes, "No, no, no, I won't do that." So I took pictures of the serial number and shit. I also don't want him switching it out with a broken one. You know, he comes back the next day. Sure enough. And it's the same one. He wants a refund. Of course it doesn't work, right? Now it doesn't work. He wants his money back. The whole side of the system's cracked. It's all fucking broken and shit. Like he tried to get into it. Well, he tried it. to open it up. Yeah. I'm like, bro, look at this. I took pictures of the system. It doesn't look like this yesterday. What are you, crazy? You insult me like this? Now I'm Italian. I'm going like the whole. <laughs> you insult me in my You come here? Yeah. You come here to my garage sale <laughs> and insult me like this? You understand what I can do to you? I already made you, gave you the deal of a lifetime, <laughs> and you spit in my face like this. You spit in my face so like this. Guy, in front of my mother. So the guy goes, oh, yeah? And the city guy's like, it's tough. He's like a foot taller than me, too, bro. He's a big guy. Like, I don't want to say a foot. He's like 6'3". Long story short, I'm like, man, I'm like, you're going to get the fuck out of my garage. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to get the fuck out of your garage? He goes, fine, I'll just keep this, and I'm going to fucking sue you, right? He starts that shit. Now, dude, I'm scumbag Vinny. $100 ain't going to small playing square groups, yeah. you know? So I just say, if you don't want to take this Wii out of here, I'm going to fucking throw it in the trash. And I pick up the box, and I just walk it to the curb and put it on the ground. Now he's like, you motherfucker, you motherfucker. And he puts, gets to put it in the car, and then the rest of it I have on my TikTok account. It's on <laughs> film. I filmed him. Oh, so shit. you guys can go and follow me uh, on TikTok and see that video. Scroll down a bit. It's uh, at Scumbag Vinny on TikTok. 
I'm I'm closing in on a hundred thousand people, guys. Hell yeah. We are at seventy four thousand on TikTok. Hashtag Scumbag Vinny is at three point eight million views right now. So hashtag Scumbag Vinny when you're on TikTok. Keep that trend going. Right now we got some girls doing anime videos in Asia tagging Scumbag <laughs> Vinny. Shit's weird. Hell Shit's yeah. going on. Yeah. And if you're feeling generous, I'm on TikTok. Yeah, we're, uh, we're Captain Autism. Captain Autism. Captain so I'm going to tag him in a, a little clip from the podcast or, or one of our stand-up videos this weekend. And we're going to get any TikTok listeners are going to be able to go and follow AJ. So also, guys, if you want to support the podcast or support Bam Margera and his journey to make his own movie, go to www.fuegomerch.com or www.vinnybeetle.com and grab some merchandise. We got the I Ain't Done Yet shirt. We got a bunch of merchandise. I got some Scumbag Vinny religious candles and some Scumtown <laughs> podcast merchandise and some weed jars. All kinds of shit on there. And go support the show by doing that. Another way, I got, listen, when you got a, a, a scammer as your podcast host, you're going to have many ways to earn income. The next ad, ad read I'm going to have is I'm going to say, go into your mom's wallet, take out $20, <laughs> and mail it to Florida and uh, P.O. Box. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, um, Hey, man, you know, I, I had a lot of fun with you. Yeah, dude, this was a lot of fucking fun, man. It flew by. I like to keep my episodes around 45 minutes. People have a short attention span as it is. You can find AJ Wilkerson on all social media platforms. Instagram, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, AJ Wilkerson Comedy on Instagram and Facebook, and then Captain Autism on Twitter and TikTok. And again, he's going to be at the Castle Hotel at the Laugh Hard Comedy Weekend that we're bringing there. March 26th, 27th, and 28th. You can get tickets at laughhard.com. That's www.laughhard.com. I want to thank some of our sponsors that we have on our show. Uh, we are going to be kicking this thing back into high gear and doing the show more often. And these guys have stuck by us this entire time. So you can go on Facebook and join the Honda Hoarders Facebook group. Honda Hoarders is a Facebook group that specializes in all kinds of quads and dirt bikes and trikes. And they're Honda guys, Honda fans all over the country. If you're looking for a part from a quad that's from 1977, they're going to have it. Hell I mean, yeah. this group has 40,000 people deep now, 43,000 people deep. And we are starting a podcast soon uh, that is going to air on, on whatever platform you hear your podcasts on. And uh, the guy who runs the podcast group is a kid I grew up with. He runs the group. I'm sorry, Honda Hoarders. And uh, he's been so great to me over my career, and he wants to start a podcast. So I'm going to co-host that podcast with him. Hell yeah. And it's going to be about <clears throat> Honda and, and all that shit. I don't know anything about it. If you love that yee lifestyle, yeah. get after it, And if son. you like Yamaha, you can fuck off. Because <laughs> Yamaha's for Yamahas pussies. are for pussies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's that. And then if you want to uh, get some sweet CBD in your blood, and, and you even like hand sanitizer with some CBD, or you like to smoke... Weed that doesn't get you high. Uh, I don't know why you would do that, but it seems like a scam. I like that shit to write sometimes. I yeah, you use to write like yeah. a pencil, or you smoke it and then you write. Like I'll smoke it. And oh, then okay, write. okay. Like I'll get super high and then I'll use CBD because like you're like I that, dip it that, in a hot yeah. wax. And well, because that write brings me no, it brings me down to like just that right level of high because yeah. CBD counteracts THC. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, but it also, I don't know, just, it helps me focus a little bit more and it helps me like kind of push away some of the shit. I use it, uh, so sweetheel.com, go to sweetheel.com, use promo code scumtown and you get 20% off orders, $50 or more. It's free shipping in the U S. Uh, so, so sweetheel CBD is a CBD company started by my science teacher, my old science teacher from high <laughs> school. 
He's a great guy, and he runs an awesome company. Their number one selling product is the hand sanitizer, but I use the body lotion. I have a mild form of eczema that I get on my skin or psoriasis. It's one of those things. I don't go to a doctor. I just kind of try to find home remedies and smoke yep. a bunch of weed. And this shit works. I mean, I would get heat rashes sometimes in the inside of my elbow from being in this 100-degree Florida heat, yep. and I throw that shit on there, man, and I am Fuego. I'm Hell Fuego yeah. merch, you know. <laughs> I'm everything you can buy on this podcast, you guys. All right, so go and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, guys. I really want you to do everything. I want you guys to become, like, scum town, like, just groupies. Hell yeah. Like, buy everything that you own at home, like all of your products well, look. from the Scumtown Swap. Well, meet. look, we are gonna we have ways that you could support from $3 for some stickers, $5 a month for Patreon. You could buy a shirt for 20 or 30 bucks. You could buy a ticket to a show. There are ways to support. And you know what? You forget about, like, me individually. You don't want live entertainment dying. You don't. Yes. Yo, live shows are so important. Like, so many fucking performers, like, lost the ways that they were able to, like, support themselves during COVID and but shit. But let's just talk about, like, what it does for humans. Well, yeah. They, like, you get that human connection back that we've all been missing. And, like, you get it at, like, basically you get a fucking vaccine for it. Like, you're around other people. Everybody's laughing, having a good you time. You know what I like about know? a comedy show, too? Especially for people who are, like not too secure about themselves or even, you know, even if they're artistic or they're just shy, a comedy show gets everybody involved, a live show, and you, you're still not, like, personally involved with yeah. those people. So you can have this, like, experience almost. Yeah, you get to be an individual member of a tribe. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's for sure. So thank you guys for listening to the Scumtown Podcast. My name is Vinny Beetle. You guys, please tell your friends about the show. We are now heard in over 60 countries in all 50 states, and we just hit over 15,000 downloads. So that means if you guys tell a few people to listen to the show, and I have better audio coming your way, and I don't scam your friends anymore, <laughs> we can build something here. This can be something that grows. Let's go. I apologize for hearing cars in the background, but uh, that's why you guys should go and support so we can get into a studio. Peace out, everybody. Later. Later.